Welcome back to the NatMathSci podcast, brought to you by the National Mathematics and Science College. This is the podcast to let you find out more about NatMathSci by hearing staff and students talking about their experiences, all unscripted and unplugged, so that you can hear what life is really like at the college. Now today we're talking to Charlie Turner, Assistant Principal for Pastoral Care at the college. Charlie is also a teacher, so we get to hear how she splits her time between teaching and helping students. But then we hear what pastoral care is and why it's so important for students. We understand more about the needs of students coming to the college from all parts of the world and whether pastoral care is a growing area. So come with me now as we hear all about pastoral support at the college with Charlie Turner. Charlie, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you. I've had a good morning uh, so far. I've been teaching some chemistry, helping a few students with different things. So setting up bank accounts, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's been good. Thank you. So do you tend to split your time then between some teaching and some helping students out in different ways like that? Yeah, so I'm one of the chemistry teachers in the college, so I've got a teaching timetable, but I've also got time during the day in order to help students with anything really that's bothering them. So that might be organising a doctor's or medical appointment or sorting a bank account or or it could be travel, questions that they've got about how to get to different places. It sort of varies day by day. Because I'm guessing with the students that come in, quite often they may well not have a, a UK bank account until they arrive. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Some of the students have got an account that they can use here. Others want to set up a new account. And some students are very happy to do that themselves. Others want a bit of help with that, maybe making an appointment or doing it online or going down to the bank itself. And I guess to an extent, some of these things are sort of covered by pastoral care, which is one of the things we're going to be talking about, just that, you know, looking out for students and making sure that they're well. We're going to, we're going to come yeah. on to that a little bit later in this episode. I'd love to, at some stage, also explore your role in teaching chemistry as well. But before all of that, I'd love to know what your own experience of school life was like, where you went to school and whether it was a positive experience as well. Okay, great. Well, um, I actually grew up in Coventry, so so I'm a local girl. So I went to, well, a very local primary school to here. It's probably less than a mile oh, away wow. from here, Gosh. which was a, a, yeah, which was a state school. And that was fantastic. And then uh, from then I went to a private school in Coventry, an independent school and absolutely loved it there. I had a great time at school. I've got very fond memories of being there. It was similar in some ways to Natmaski in that there was quite a relaxed atmosphere so it wasn't too formal students had a good relationship with staff it felt very supportive but also quite challenging academically and pushed me to to be my best really so yeah so I had a great time great time good. there and then when you left school where did you go on to what did you do after then so I went on to study a degree in chemistry at the University of Oxford. So that's a four-year course. So you do three years studying chemistry and doing your finals exams, and then a year doing research. So it's really a master's course in chemistry. So University of Oxford, great place to study chemistry. First of all, which college were you in? I was at St Hilda's College, which is a relatively small college. At the time, it was all female, but now is a mixed college. Mm. But again, a great place to study. Some fantastic tutors who really looked after us both 
from emotionally and from with our well-being as well as academically mm. and and have still got some very good friends from there as well. Now some people report that when you're at university especially somewhere like Oxford it is really quite heavy going with the amount of work that you have to do when you're there. Was that your experience? Yeah, I did find it quite a step up, I have to say, from doing my A-levels. So I think you come to the end of A-levels and you think that you've worked as hard as you're ever going to work. And I think the image of university life can be that it's quite relaxed and, you know, there's a lot of time for socialising. However, because I guess Oxford is one of the universities that's quite unique in having very short terms mm. so we only had eight week long terms so everything was kind of crammed into there mm. but but there was still time to do lots of things I played football for the college and hockey for the college and and took part in lots of, I was in a poo sticks society of all things. <laughs> Wait so poo sticks as in the game of throwing little sticks off bridges into water with other people and then running to the other side to see whose stick will appear first <laughs> is that right? Yeah <laughs> But that was great because it meant that we went for walks in the local area and just threw sticks into streams. It was great fun. It was a really relaxing <laughs> activity. So, yeah. And you mentioned about football as well. I mean, clearly women's football is getting more and more press coverage these days. Yeah. Uh, more and more women commentators, I'm noticing as well. I'm not actually a big football fan, but, yeah. but you know, I'm seeing a definite trend heading in that direction. More people referring to it not as women's football, but it, understandably as football, because that's what it is. I'm guessing this is something you're in favour of. Yes, absolutely. So it's a great sport, actually. It's a really good team sport, good fun. And uh, yeah, and it's just great to see that women are being involved and being successful mm. in, in football and in that sport. So I know that the women's England team have been doing quite a bit better than the men's team recent, until really recently. So uh, so that's been a good thing to see and to be being celebrated mm. by the press mm. and the media. So, yeah. So let's bring it back to the college then. What is it that attracted you to NatMet side? What brought you into teaching and then what brought you to the college? I had... Previous to becoming a teacher, I'd been a youth worker, so a youth and children's worker. So I'd worked with young people for eight years before I did my teacher training. As part of that, I'd actually gone overseas and worked in the Middle East. So I was working in a school in Jerusalem and and really really enjoyed that and one of the things that they said they desperately needed with people to teach science in English so that's why I did my teacher training actually with a view to going back there so I went back there after I'd done my teacher training worked for two years there and and then came back to the UK and have been teaching in UK schools since then. And when was it you came back from Jerusalem then? So I came back in 2006. Okay so yeah. Gosh that's a very different kind of place to Coventry I imagine. It is. It's very different. But there are actually some similarities with the college and the school that I was working at there. So the school I worked at had, I think, 50 different nationalities, mm -hmm. but only 200 students. So there was a really broad mix of people. Mm. Some students were... Israeli, some were Palestinian, some were children of UN workers or diplomats' children. So, so it was a really a good mix of nationalities, a good mix of cultures, mm. a bit like college here. Mm -hmm. And also there was 
again, that relaxed atmosphere where it didn't feel too formal or too strict, but also that everybody was supporting each other and Mm. bringing out the best in each other, really, teachers and students. So how did you hear about NatMatsai then? Because let's face it, it is a very specialised college. And it's not exactly mainstream in the sense that people who are interested in all different types of A-levels tend to come because it is very specialist like that. How did you hear of it? Well, I was actually, I was looking for a new job and a new challenge and I wanted, I'd been involved in pastoral care in the previous two schools that I'd worked in as a head of year. So I wanted to carry on in that area, but also was passionate about teaching chemistry and and particularly had enjoyed in my previous schools teaching A-level students. Mm. So I was looking really for a role that would combine that mm. and just happened to come across the advert for the job here mm-hmm. and the fact that it was local and yeah and fit it ticked all those boxes was just great so uh, applied for it then so I've been here now three years this is my fourth year right and tell us a bit more then about pastoral care I mean why is pastoral care important in school why is it important at Natmatsai the pastoral care is really key in any school I think particularly in a school where you've got students that are living away from Mm. home um, because the students need to feel settled they need to feel comfortable they need to feel safe and secure and happy uh, in order that they can perform their best in their academic subject so it's about really looking after them providing a home from home Mm. for them Mm -hmm. both in the boarding accommodation or the homestay accommodation and also within the college itself so that they feel that they're well supported they've got people that they could turn to with any kind of problem and people that will help them will sort of point them in the right direction or give them the help that they need and how are they informed that there is someone there to help them with this I mean is is that part of, of of when they join the college are they are they told right you know this person is is here for you to talk to if you want to talk to someone about these kinds of things is that how it works um, yeah, so right from the start, when the students start in college, they'll, they meet their tutor. On the first day, they meet their tutor. Students are in a tutor group of around seven to eight students, mm-hmm. and that tutor is their first port of call. Mm-hmm. So the tutor is one of the academic staff, so they're an expert in whichever field, a STEM field that they're teaching, but they're also really committed to looking after students and student well-being. So, and I think that's something that really sets us apart here is that the subject teachers are excellent in their field of study and in their teaching but they're also really good pastoral care supports and looking after the well-being they of students they're always also really good at that mm. which is great so so if a student had a problem the tutor would normally be the first person that they go to okay. if a parent has got a concern about their child they would also get in touch with the tutor we have a meet the tutor evening which is often done via zoom mm-hmm. although if parents are local they can come in and uh, and meet the tutor just so they know who to 
get in touch mm. with and that can be if they've got concerns with anything to do with their life in the college or in the residence or also their studies mm-hmm. and then also we have a college counsellor who's a qualified counsellor he comes into college once a week so if a student was having particular problems that needed support from him they could either arrange to meet with him themselves or they could speak to the tutor or to me and I would refer them to speak to the counsellor and get support Mm. from him. So on the pastoral care side of things when when a student approaches their tutor about about something that they need some help with what kinds of things could it be I mean you, you you hinted at a couple at the start of this podcast like you know banking needs and things like that but but what else could it be that they really need some help and support with? Okay, so sometimes it's with time management. So if they're struggling a bit with organising their time, so they might speak to their tutor about that. And it could be we've had students who've wanted support when they go back to the residence with making sure that they're committing time to homework. So that may be that they do their homework in the the communal space in the kitchens Mm. so that they can be supervised a bit or it could be that a student is feeling a bit homesick or it could be that a student needs to make an appointment at the doctor's or wants to go to London for the weekend and is not sure how to get there Mm. so it covers a whole variety of, of different things or a student has had an issue within their lives or the lives of their family that has unsettled them or upset them Mm. and that they need to talk through sometimes. So I imagine that the needs coming from the parents may well be very different to the needs coming from the students themselves. So parents will sometimes get in touch with us, which is great if they've spoken to their child and are aware of a problem that their child's experiencing that they haven't raised with us. To be honest, that's not usually the case. Normally, students will have spoken to us or a member of staff will have spotted things Mm. that sometimes they may draw attention to things that we're not aware Mm. of. Or otherwise, they might be concerned. Um, It's usually asking questions, actually, about how they're getting on whether they've made friends what their progress has been like in different subjects academically and just just making sure that they're happy here gosh this sounds sounds like a great service I'm wondering whether you should extend it to you know maybe adults in the local area something like that Yeah, no, well, that'd be good. It'd be good. I mean, that is actually one of the things I should say is that Les, who's the college counsellor, is available for members of staff as well. So a teaching teacher or one of the office staff or one of the boarding team could make a meet, uh, an appointment with him to meet with him as well. So it's not just student well-being, staff as well. That That really is incredible. Do you find that things along those lines have changed over the years? I'm thinking back to when maybe when some uh, adults that are listening to this when they were at school I imagine that this kind of service wasn't generally provided in in a lot of schools Um, do you find that it's a changing that it's a growing area yeah I think it is I think uh, people are becoming more aware particularly I suppose of issues with mental health and supporting mental health and the importance for that so we actually we have a PSHE program which stands for pastoral social and health education and we have a weekly session where we look at different things but one of the topics that we do focus on is mental health and uh, boosting mental health Mm. really so uh, we do look at some mental health illnesses but mostly it's focused on how we can uh, develop 
our own mental health and support our mental health and uh, build resilience and and just look after our well-being really so we also mm. have a well-being corner in college which has got usually got some sounds from nature playing but it's got sometimes it's got chocolates in there sometimes it's got some coloring and stuff for people to do it's got some magazines it's got some bean bags it's got suggestions so we have two notice boards there with different suggestions so the current display is about going for a walk and it's got details of local walks that people Mm -hmm. might want to do we've we've had all sorts of different things we've got another display looking at how technology can help support our mental health so so what apps people can use if they want to or if they're you know struggling with sleep what podcasts or apps they could listen to to help them with that yeah I'm aware of the calm app and I think yeah. some of the people listening to this may well know the calm app as well and I imagine that's a, a popular one amongst the students there yes it is yeah and and headspace as well I don't know if you're familiar with that but that's another one that is popular one of the ones that the students were recommending was one called waking up which I haven't come across before but uh, but that was one that was suggested by them something that that helped them so we do have a mindfulness sessions in college as well so uh, particularly in the run-up to external exams the college counsellor and other members of staff will run mindfulness sessions if students want them and also we encourage students as well just to you know so spend some time getting exercise and doing things outside of their academic studies so uh, we have a sports session Mm. every week uh, after college for an hour and a half and students Students can choose what sports they do. It's not compulsory, so it's not like <laughs> compulsory PE that I remember from school. And also we do activities that they've chosen. So badminton and football mm. and netball at the moment, but basketball is coming up. And we have other things like games nights on a Friday after college. So it alternates between a games night and a film night, uh, which again is really popular, not compulsory, just optional. But we have, you know, sort of 20 to 30 students who come along to that. And thinking of other things that we do we've got cake Wednesdays so on Wednesday again we have after college just for half an hour we have cake with everybody and and play board games and card games and things just a chance for students to socialize and and just enjoy being with each other outside of the classroom Cake Wednesday sounds fantastic. I'm particularly excited <laughs> yes, about that one. I've, I've, I've made a note of that. I'll, I'll try and come along to one of those, I think. You should. It's always good fun. Uh, <laughs> you have to be able to play Uno, though, really, I have to say. To be, <laughs> there's a lot of Uno playing and uh, table tennis. I've got two children doing A-levels at the moment. I know exactly how to play Uno because that is a definite favourite here at home. <laughs> it's a good distraction from your studies. Yeah, it's great. Charlie, tell me, when you're not at work, when you're not in the college and you're not providing pastoral support to the students, what kind of things do you tend to get up to? How do you fill your spare time yourself? Well, I have two dogs who um, who I love walking in the local area. So occasionally we've done that with the students here. So we've uh, we've gone they've come with me on dog walks around the countryside here. I also I love cooking. So I'm quite often entertaining friends and uh, cooking meals for them, or cooking cakes for Cake Wednesday and uh, <laughs> and bake sales and uh, and other such things. I'm a keen cyclist, so. Um, 
so do a bit of mountain biking. Coventry is not known for mm-hmm. its mountainous areas, but there are some areas right. nearby that so Canic Chase, which isn't too far away, has got some great mountain bike trails, but also do a bit of road cycling. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're sort of working up to doing 100 kilometer rides at the beginning of next year. So doing a bit of training for that. And then let's imagine for a second that you're stuck on a desert island mm-hmm. and you can only have the music from, say, one band or one singer or one composer. Who, who might you choose? Oh, do you know, that's, ri- that's such a tricky question. I've got quite an eclectic taste and my fiance would say quite poor taste in music. So, um, so <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just trying to think if I had to have one band... I think I'd mm-hmm. want something quite uplifting. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, th- oh, that's, that. oh dear. Oh, I, t- I really can't, because the, the thing is, the music I listen to is not that uplifting. Okay. So, you know, so, so then, but I think if you're stuck on a desert island, then you might, uh, you might want to be, you might want, I, <laughs> no, 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 got a good answer to this question. What I might have, which uh, is going to age me completely, is ABBA, just because I think they are, you know, there's some happy tunes there, some sad tunes as well. Uh, but it reminds me quite a lot of my childhood and my parents listening to that or having that going on while, you know, sort of while I was growing up. Either that or maybe songs from a musical of some sort, just, you know, so that I can imagine myself performing on the stage and sing along loudly to the greatest Beautiful. showman or or anything really lame is you know lion king i could i can imagine myself on a desert island yeah, acting yeah. it all out <laughs> yeah yeah you've got some great options there uh, abba you've got quite an extensive collection of yeah. music there uh, i imagine if you went for the greatest showman it's not the longest soundtrack no, in the world no. i don't think but but nevertheless some great music and a great film so maybe let's say if you get the greatest showman soundtrack then you get the film as well which is a pretty good thing <laughs> yeah, if i asked your fiance what they would be choosing what do you what, what what do you think they would say for for him or for me for him for him Oh, he would have ACDC or something quite loud, quite rock, heavy rock type music. Yeah, so something like that. Bit of Queen, maybe. Bit of Queen, bit of Queen. Actually, I wouldn't be adverse to a bit of Queen. I quite like Queen, so that's, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Well, you always want to ride your bicycle, so Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) To imagine me bicycling upside down on my my desert island. (laughs) Fine, be fine. Charlie, we need to bring this episode to a close, but if anyone's heard anything and maybe wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? So probably the easiest way to get in touch with me is email me. My email address is c.turner at natmatsai.ac.uk or alternatively, if it's easier, you can phone the college and leave a number and I'll call you back. Well, look, Charlie, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here and explaining pastoral care to us. Thank you. And about your love of cycling and about your love of ABBA as well, it seems. But thank you for your time and for, for being here today. Okay, thank you so much, Simon. Thank you. Bye. So that was Charlie Turner, Assistant Principal for Pastoral Care at the College. Thank you so much, Charlie, for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Really good fun talking to you. Now, if you're listening to this and you'd like to get in touch with Charlie, then just drop her an email on c.turner at natmatsai.ac.uk. That's c.turner at natmatsai.ac.uk and she'll be very happy to help you. But our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.